Welcome back to Predator Minute. It's Wednesday, hump day, and that means we're on Minute 23. Minute 23 begins with uh, Dutch giving more of the We Move speech that began last time, giving assignments to the orders, which Aaron will recount to us in more detail. It ends with a super laid-back gentleman, right now my favorite character in the movie, sitting in the jungle, lighting a cigarette, or maybe a spliff. Not a care in the world. I love this guy. I, like I think the hat. kids say no oh, fucks given. Hat. Um, <laughs> so we're going to get into the sort of nitty gritty in a minute. But I want to talk about something uh, to start off with because it's a not sequential part of the film. It's not part of the narrative. Right. And it's something I've mentioned before, but I just love the music in this. This is... The theme that we've heard before, it's this sort of drum beat. It's what we use in our intro. Yeah. It is this really sweet sort of rhythmical, I think, supposed to make you think of sort of Native American drums, maybe. I get the feeling. It's this, you know, the, the classic da 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 I mean, I just cannot express how much I love it because it's perfect for both setting the scene and building tension, but not releasing that tension. I forgot what that style of music is called. I, I remember it being prevalent. Um, I, 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 World I remember I, one of the <laughs> oldest movies where it, it shows up is like Planet of the Apes. Uh-huh. You know, with the, just the crazy drum track that, I don't know, just kind of goes along with the action of the movie. I, I guess they're supposed to always do that, but anyway. Yeah, it's just, it's going to be something. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you listen to enough of these minutes, and we hope percussive. you listen to all of them. I think a good point to be made, too, is um, it's like, not that it's like Star Wars level, but it's like timeless. You know what I mean? Like, mm-hmm. it, it doesn't like age barely. Like, a lot of 80s movies had like, synthesize yeah not good you know yeah. what i mean like music that was indicative yeah, of the like, times it still sounds good today yeah i guess is yeah, what i'm getting at. Sorry. i mean almost all of this movie which is a great point if you were to just somehow pull someone that and you didn't tell them it was 1987 there's very little to express that this is 1987 because the style of dress being military hasn't changed much well the special they're, effects, maybe. They're not, they're not wearing OTVs. They're wearing old-style flak jackets. An 18-year-old's not going to know that. Um, I'm just saying the music. Yeah. I, I and think the, it's aged well is what his point is. It, yeah, it it's aged, aged well. well. It's a timeless flick because it doesn't have anything to set it in a specific time besides some of the technical camera look. It's not HD, obviously. The haircuts. The haircuts. Those sweet buzz cuts. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I would love that haircut. Whenever I was a kid, I would, you know, draw cartoons. I was big into comics and stuff. And I the buzz cut was the best thing ever if you're an artist because you're just like, that yep, perfect, squared off, done. <laughs> That's what the haircut I always wanted. And uh, yeah. if you could only see me now, for those listeners at home, I look like it. Fabio. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But anyway, we'll, we'll cut over to Aaron to get into the sort of minutiae of the orders that Dutch gives. Okay, so Dutch tells uh, Mac and Blaine to take out the nest. Uh, Billy and Poncho to take out the guard. I, I don't know. I thought there were multiple guards. But anyways, uh, and then Hawkins and Dylan, they're back up. Mm-hmm. I'm not quite sure what that entails. Uh, but they all get up. And uh, then we see them going towards their various targets, and then we see 
uh, a scene with Blaine and Mac. Uh, I guess the scene starts off with Blaine reaching. He's got a big dip in his mouth, mm-hmm. and he almost touches a tripwire. And then they a do something. A big what in his mouth? A, a big dip. Oh, yeah, a big dip in his <laughs> mouth. Not, a, not, not. This is PG thirteen. Yeah, PG thirteen. You can no. curse, but let's. Uh... <laughs> I can say fuck, but not. Yeah, I thought, I thought you can only say it I twice every minute. The plane, like uh, episode six. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah, so he's crawling along. There's some good, I guess, acting by uh, Jesse Ventura here. Jesse the Mind. Right. He is. Uh, he almost trips the tripwire as he's crawling, and then good camera work because uh, we do that zoom focus in to ah, yeah. uh, background to foreground. So that face to the tripwire. Right. So that we, as an audience, are seeing just how close he was to blowing everything up. And then the backup would have been called in. So well, it's good he had backup set up. Okay, okay. So so let's ask, since we have our mm-hmm. experts here. Yeah. What were they doing to this Claymore? And and was it properly set up? We are we we have <laughs> you handing that we we had mentioned in the you know in the green room beforehand that uh apparently this is not uh totally realistic. Well yeah, I mean it looked to me like it was on a command wire detonation rather than a victim operated detonation. But well, I'm means. no Ken Barlow spotter, so <laughs> what uh, does that mean though? I, I literally have no idea what you're talking so about. So that would mean like one is where somebody's going to activate it by actually pulling something where the other is the person stumbles over the trip line. So a victim it. operated is how it sounds like that the guy or woman, you know, whoever, animal, anybody, literally walks and trips away. They they pull the, the pin out of the firing device, yes. firing device detonates a detonator and then the explosive fire and all the ball bearings go flying forwards. I can't remember the angles now. It's so long since I ever touched one of those things. But um, a command wire operation is literally you've got the guy who should be on uh, on stag on, on the sentry position watching his arcs, um, scanning left to right, near, middle and far ground, you know, top to bottom, left to right, whatever you need to do to keep awake and to keep switched on. Hands on your weapons, but you should always have your claymore clacker on him. Pretty sure it's the M60 firing device that um, the NATO designation of it. So pull the safety catch, for want of a better word, out of the way, and just press the clacker, and off it'll go. That's what we call a command detonation. But it could be anything. It could be um, what we saw in Afghanistan quite a bit was um, two saw blades and about an inch piece of wood separating the two at either end of the saw blade, so that they dig it into the ground, they cover it in rubber or plastic. And then when the vehicle or the person stepped onto it, it would make an electrical circuit and detonate mm. the actual um, landmine or anti-personnel device, whatever they were firing. I'd hate to die because of science. <laughs> um, a, a trick the IRA used to use over in Northern Ireland quite a while back, um, they used um, railway tracks, one being because it was a linear feature. Mm-hmm. They it, they could you know pretty much set off... Um, a daisy chain, for want of a better word, of, of IEDs. Um, it was set in place. You, you know, us soldiers on the ground, we couldn't we couldn't detect that that was like a command wire. All sorts of mean and nasty tricks you can do. Your your imagination is the only limit on how you can fire and and operate these devices. That should be a uh, motivational poster. <laughs> yeah. Only your imagination is your limit, and then in the picture will be some train tracks exploding. 
<laughs> and I'd also no, like to no, say no, for no, all no, of our no. IRA listeners, we're, we're all, we've got no problem with you. Yeah. We, we encourage them all. Uh, no. A racial poster or a uh, scared straight poster. <laughs> the railway tracks, just to clarify, we use as the command wire, using the electrical current to go through it. Ah. All oh, right. Okay, okay, I see. Yeah. So the move that we see uh, Mac doing, he's pressing down with sort of a stick, I guess, yeah. to stop the... Uh, wire from you know once the tension's cut in the wire to stop from popping up am I right about that so to keep it simple I should imagine it was a pressure off device whereas the the trip wire was taut it was kind of holding back like um like a hammer on a pistol right I'm trying to simplify it here but that's what I can imagine that was what they were trying to achieve and the the twig that they were putting down into the uh, claymore mine was to like be an interrupter so that when they clip the wire a few seconds later Mm -hmm. The pressure is still maintained on that hammer, for want of a better word, like I said. Sure, right. but then is that realistic? Would that be a type of claymore or whatever? And, and would a stick be no. a necessary well, part okay. of kit? To, to well, this, we right? can find a stick, but we're all You're in the aside. jungle. The biggest dude, the sticks everywhere. <laughs> yeah, the the biggest problem here is all right. Then what? Do they tape it down? They've got to maintain the pressure, right? Listen, I've been drinking this <laughs> vodka, so no, no, no. I'm not the fountain of all knowledge. So. I mean, I mean, okay, so so in such a device, like it's like having a trigger that hasn't been pulled yet, right? Yeah, the yeah trigger, exactly. Yeah, yeah. trigger so, has yeah. been pulled, but it hasn't so, been released. So, yeah, so you, you like, have to you have to actually over tension the wire in order to pull the trigger. No, they've got to keep the pressure right on the wire. Keep the pressure on the wire because once okay, it goes okay. slack, that's when like like, like the hammer motion will happen. The hammer bag it was a great analogy. It was like, yeah. right. Yeah. And yeah. then once that gets released, and yeah. that's kind of what the. An arrow. It'll strike a, a percussion cap like on the back of a bullet, back. which ignites the gunpowder. That's all doing analogies. I have a question now. Like, so if you set these things up to form a perimeter, like if, if, if you're going to camp. Five meter spread. Or something. I just want to say. Uh, okay. So how often do these things get tripped by animals? Especially in a jungle. Like, would a trip line be an effective thing to use in a jungle certainly well, not in a zoo i mean back then um it was different rules the, the rules of engagement now because of um like Gina. the anti-landmine campaign uh, that princess diana uh, she right, she yes. headed that up everything's got to be on command why you're not allowed to have any more um victim operated stuff oh, but that's according to geneva convention that's according to rules of engagement on the NATO side of it, you know, we, we, we absolutely have to adhere to these rules because we hold ourselves to a, you know, um, what's the word I'm looking for, A higher standard, that's correct, yeah. Whereas the the insurgents, the uh, the Viet Cong, the guerrillas, you know, they don't give a fuck. It's like, hey, let's get, let's get the Yanks, let's get the Brits, let's kill them. Right. They they don't adhere to any rules except... They would have taken out two governors with that. It's just unacceptable. <laughs> At least one. Have, yeah. Our, and, like, and better one, states. One candidate. <laughs> yeah. Just a, no respect for our political process is what I'm starting to learn about Central America or possibly South America. So they've, uh, I and I just want to get back to, you know, I made the joke about the five meter spread. I love all of Schwarzenegger's talk and I'm so glad that we have these two gentlemen on today because that was some of my biggest questions is just the gibberish he speaks. He says something like at the very beginning, half inch five meter spread we move does did any of that like what he said make any sense to you no I mean, like, <laughs> how can you have i mean 
And it's not the Austrian accent, to be clear. I know Americans get confused between the metric system and American standard, but half an inch is not five meters, trust me. I don't even know what he says. But five meter spread would mean they don't get more than five meters from each other? So it, Terrain dictates tactics all the time. Yeah. So if you're crossing open ground, uh-huh. space out, but when you're in thick, dense jungle, like in Central America, I've never been to South America, so I'm only assuming, you know what Assume did to us. You, you need to be bunched up because you literally can't fucking see five meters. The, the, right. the trees are that thick. But would you be single file in such a case like of that? Of course, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. yeah, you'd be following one after the other, single file. Um, so if somebody throws a grenade or something, you're only, it's not going to take out everybody. Because you're in a column, basically, at that point. Yeah, basically, yeah. I mean, you, I'm saying you wouldn't be five meters. You wouldn't be up, up each other's asses. You know, you wouldn't be right. literally like shoulder length, you know, arm length apart, rather. Right. You know, you, it's common sense. If you can't see the guy, you know, get to, hey, where the fuck are you? You know, you, you've, got to, you've got to stay together as a section, which is eight men or a squad, as you guys call it, or a platoon or even a company, a battalion, a brigade even. If you can't see the man in front, well, you're fucked. You've got to get him, you know. Right. Likewise, the man in front of you should be checking back every few paces. Well, you know, every it depends. Obviously, yeah. if you're in the thick jungle, look back. Literally, just turn your head, look round. But if you're in out in open ground and it's daylight, obviously you can see ten, you know, ten, twenty, thirty yards space and whatever you need to do. But then again, you've got to be you've got to be mindful of the commander of that team, company, platoon, whatever you're doing. How does he control you if you're too spread out? Yeah, I mean, I would just say that luckily for this particular squad, each of the men is the size of a six-story building. Yeah. So it makes so them a little easier to spot from about two miles away. I think Hawkins is like a four-story building. <laughs> yeah, right, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Hawkins is the gentleman inside the building. Yes, he is. No, one thing I just in case Shane Black's listening, no respect to yourselves. Yeah, one, one thing I would like to say is like, not a single goddamn fucking radio, apart from when Hawkins, Hawkins sends a one radio transmission out the whole thing. Well, How does anybody know whatever they're doing at any point in the fucking thing? They, Thank you. Hand signals. Thank you. That's why he uses yeah, those spurious hand, hand signals that don't mean shit to anybody. Why aren't they using the radio more? Like, shouldn't they be reporting back, like what they're seeing at all? Remember, times? they've got no. I didn't. I don't know what happens in the eighties. I don't know what their short-term radio. There's this general is. guy back at the. Uh, camp. Oh no, they don't have any ability to get in touch with them. Remember? Oh, what? Okay. They don't have they don't have that satellite plane. They explained this at the beginning to bounce back signals. Uh, they're on their own. Okay, they're on their own. It gets the better a, the, all the, the time. The AWOC. The AWOC. AWOC. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Are they Good memory? Is is there ever such a thing as on your own? You know, in that situation, that's 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 what I'm kind of. Well, he about. wasn't in '86. Everyone was on their own then. It's wow. Time of loners, rebels. <laughs> Dotty. <laughs> I think we're all overlooking a huge fact that we missed oh. here. Oh. The man with the axe that was chopping <laughs> in the previous scene. He was a serial Who killer. Who is covering the axe man? That's the back the backup. I like the guy I want to talk about the guys that are backup. You guys are backup. For whom? Hawkins and X, man. <laughs> who the backup? Whom? Are they just on the bench? Like, if someone gets a red card, does one of them come running in? Like, oh, he's dead. You're on that side. And, and as well, Shane makes a good point there. That dude is literally 15, 20 <laughs> meters from that fucking log that's been spray painted. Yes. Yeah. Yes. You know, we've not even mentioned the spray painted the spray fucking paint log, log yet. Oh, the spray paint. That's yeah. true. Yeah, yeah. Arnie. Uh, what, what's his name? What's Arnie's name? Dutch. In this? Dutch. 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 Dutch, right. Yeah. That's weird because he's, he's Australian, Austrian even, isn't he? But like, 
Anyway, digress. Di- you know, Lee, I appreciate sausage. you reinforcing my point because I feel like it was a good one. Yeah, Thank but you. like the dude's literally 15, 20 meters away. I yeah. mean, like X Man's the most important guy. I know, and, like we're not even acknowledging him. I know these point. people are no. like gorillas, half-assed uh, mountain boys, but boys. did they not do a hearing test before they deploy them to the jungle? I mean, <laughs> you know, they're just all big Slayer fans yeah, yeah, and they've gone deaf by now. Yeah, I'm they, from they a developed. Me and Webby are from, as you Americans are as well, we're from developed, advanced nations. We have hearing tests, dental checks, can not you touch your toes world. checks, you know. Not in the third world. I mean, fucking no. hell. No, they, they have, they have uh, perfect health care, but they don't have checks like I'm that. I'm definitely certain they must have been through the British Army fucking doctor's fucking checks. <laughs> well, uh, we did see one gentleman that looked a lot like uh, Henrik Mkhitaryan. Correct. He's a, yeah. he's a an Arsenal and former Manchester United player, and ah. before that, Borussia Dortmund. That's right. I'm not going to say the S word. Football right. player. That's right. <laughs> and no, as we all know, out there, the so, S word is shit. So wait, is, is this the guy with the hat that looks oh. like a straw cowboy hat fedora thing? No, that that guy's oh, okay. that guy's all of our. Uh, future fathers well no actually the guy that's just sitting in the jungle smoking a cigarette i love the just wide variety of discipline they have some guys like totally on their game and some other dudes like fuck it i'm having a cigarette and you can suck my dick yeah uh well that definitely got some already uh but if you like dicks how about that everyone don't want to tune in (laughs) jumped on the mic on that one yeah was that a shout out to dick sporting goods (laughs) that's right we're always looking for sponsors we already alienated bud light to go pure coors light apparently (laughs) head for the mountains of central america uh but actually though that dude smoking in you're going to attempt to rescue a national out of the colombian forest dick sporting goods they got what you need going back to that guy in the jungle smoking He's the only man that actually bothered with cam cream. Yeah. <laughs> he traded Not it. Not even Dutch. I mean, I, well, I like the some. guy. I like the guy yeah. till, till he struck a match and lit his, his cigarette. Or a spliff. Or, or spliff, you know. Yeah, he's whatever man, so he's probably making minimum wage. Like, he's the general. I mean, it's 1986 when it was filmed, so probably yeah. not even. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> minimum wage is 435. Yeah. They hour. just happened to film that guy. <laughs> he, he, he was just there. Just, this is there. I mean, he's a gorilla. All right. You know, he's not happy. This is that. Uh, I can't remember how the rest of that song goes. But, you know. <laughs> oh, I thought we were going to do a Gorillas in the Mist reference from the, around the same year. Right? Oh, uh, was it? Oh. A little early. Anyway, we've gotten off subject. But if you'd like to get back on subject, yes. I'm just segue with the best of them. Then you need to come back tomorrow, Thursday, when we'll find out what happens to everybody's favorite character. No one can deny this. The gentleman smoking a cigarette in the woods. Yes. Tomorrow. On the printer. Let's go ahead. <laughs>